Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everyone, and this is Patty Holstrand, and this is KWAD Radio, and we're on live. And we're very happy to have Beth Aldrich. She's a certified healthy lifestyle counselor and nutrition expert. And, of course, she's got a wonderful book called Real Moms Love to Eat. And since I'm a real mom, of course, I was very interested in her in her book, and it was out in January of 2012. So, with that, Beth, are you there? Hi there. How are you? Good. Hello? Yeah, good. Yeah. Nice to hear your voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get a little introduction of you, but you know, you've got a lot of other things to say. You're you've been you're doing so many things. So, you want to you know, let everybody know who you are and what you're doing? Sure, sure. I am a certified health counselor and I also do media work for Healthy Living. And so, I came across the idea after working with mom clients to come up with a way to consolidate everything that I do when I do health coaching and come up with a plan that really helps mom get back get moms back into that love affair with food and really enjoy food and kind of look at what you're used to eating that you love but for so many years people have told you you couldn't eat that because you you know you had to eat healthy and this and that so I say okay let's find a healthy version of things we love and then let's put it into a plan that's customized to what you know, it's really what you enjoy. And then yeah. work through it with lots of wonderful recipes and, um, you know, really make it a, an enjoyable experience with food rather than this push-pull, I love you, I don't like you type thing with food that we so often have. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. So, you've, been, you've been doing this for a while. I, I read that you've been into this for a long time. Right. Well, what I was a uh, producer of my own PBS series uh, for her information, and when I was filming the series, I volunteered on a uh, community project in downtown Chicago called Cool Globes. And while I was working on that project, I had the opportunity to film with Mayor Daly. And on the way to filming him one snowy afternoon in January, I was in a very serious car accident. And while I was in the hospital recuperating, I had some time to really think about it and said, is this, you know, what I really want to be doing with my life, which I enjoyed doing the television work, but it was very time-consuming. And so I decided to take a little hiatus from filming, and I went back to school and studied at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition back in late 2007, early 2008. And I took the one-year certification program, and then when I completed that in mid-2008 or, you know, later in the year, I then came back and did client work. So I've been doing that for, you know, a, several, you know, a few years now. And it's really been enjoyable working with different moms and helping them come up with solutions and, you know, finding ways to live and eat healthily but still enjoy the things that we so often love. So tell us, what kind of food are we talking about that, women that you know really crave and yet were told not to eat 
Well, I mean, it, it varies from person to person. You know, some people can't he- eat wheat because they have a gluten intolerance. Other people perhaps may be diabetic or have food allergies. So it really is specific. So when you see a book on the shelf that says, you know, certain amount of days to flat this or skinny that, I always am cautious and hesitant to uh, buy into that book, so to speak, because I say to myself, well, how do they know specifically what what set of circumstances you or I individually come to the table with? It's bio and individual. So, you know, your biology is different than mine, say the next person, and so on. And so when you look at a, a food plan, it has to be get right into the beginning. And I conduct, I wrote the book based on a love affair. You know, we all love food, so why not make it about love? And so I say, first of all, let's find out about your nostalgia, you know, what it is that you love to eat and what it is that you personally, you know, for example, me, I love salmon, I love green smoothies, and I also love Laffy Taffy candy. <laughs> and so I say, well, how am I going to work all those into a daily eating? And so what we do is throughout the book there's exercises and, and different examples and experiential stories, and they're kind of cheeky and fun, but they're also intended to be very relatable for women so that they can then say, okay, you know, I love, let's say, for example, you know, steak filet, chicken breast, and, you know, um, rutabaga. <laughs> you know, and so you find foods that you really love, and then you integrate it into your five simple to-dos that I offer each week. So it's not this long, excruciating list of things that you have to buy and do. Rather, you plug in based on the suggestions that I offer each week that are guidelines that you slowly build up on one upon the other so that after, you know, 10 weeks of doing this, you've made gradual lifelong changes that really should last quite a long time because they're based on your personal preferences rather than what some author thinks you should eat and they don't even know your set of circumstances. So I feel like it's a very customized, um, user-friendly approach to eating healthy and, you know, trimming down or gaining energy because some people don't need to lose weight, but they need more energy. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So you don't really uh, advocate these plans that already have the menus already made out, then? Well, for in my experience, because I've probably tried every diet that there is. You know, I've I've going through you know high school, college, whatever. I've tried every, and I'm so interested in food and how it, you know, how different plans work, and I'm just very intrigued by that. So. I would suggest that you take a look at it, look at the plans and read them. And if you feel like they're you, they're realistic to your life, then by all means, it's nice to have someone do the guesswork for you. But I, the clients that I've worked with and women I've inter- interacted with and talked about with throughout the book process when I was writing the book, a lot of women will, will look at a plan and they'll say, oh, great, I loved it until they got to the sixth or seventh food uh, recommendation or diet or, you know, daily intake, I didn't like these things that they recommended or I didn't feel I could sustain on, I don't know, grapefruits and whatever it is. And so I found that more often than not, right, women really, you know, let's just say, let's say you love salmon and someone says you just can't eat salmon because, you know, this, that, and the other, even though you know you love it and you feel like you feel really good when you eat it. So, you're you're going to say okay fine and you won't you'll do what the diet says for how long whatever you know 2 weeks 5 weeks whatever but eventually you're going to go back to what you love no matter what because if you look back to when you were a little girl think about it and you're sitting on the front porch with your best girlfriend what did you nibble on you know probably peanut butter and jelly or 
you know, mm-hmm. you know, apples with peanut butter, whatever it is, your experience with food, you're not going to turn your back and walk away from some of your old-time favorites just because you've given birth or, or over 20, you know. So mm-hmm. we want to say let's take what you love and then find healthy ways to then flip them back into your diet or into your everyday eating in a healthier uh, uh, version of itself. We have a, a chapter called Salt, Fat, and Sugar, Your Dysfunctional Friends, you know, make over your dysfunctional <laughs> food friends. So we, t- we take those three concepts, salt, fat, and sugar, and we say, how can we make them over like that makeover show, right? You know, like the girlfriend who wanted mm-hmm. you to stay out for the last, you know, beer or whatever. Mm-hmm. We're going to make her over and take her out to dinner and have a nice glass of wine, you know. We're going to make it so that we say, here's here's fat. There's some examples of good fat. How can we plug that in so that when you eat the good fat, earlier in the day or throughout lunch or whatnot, you're not going to have these strong cravings later in the day because you'll have satisfied yourself with a balanced eating throughout the day, kind of paced throughout the day. And the book gets into, you know, very clear, you know, explanations of how women, specifically moms, because I, I wrote it from a mother's perspective, however my husband eats this way, you know, from what I've suggested in the book. So I don't think it's really, you know, <laughs> eliminates the men or anyone else, but mm-hmm. I wrote it from a mom's perspective, you know, looking at yeah. women as who are caregivers of the home, take care of the home, all that they take on. And so often, you know, they don't always take care of themselves. And I think sometimes that's the key is we need to first put ourselves first just so that we're – like on the airplane, they say put your face mask on first so you mm-hmm. can better help your child. Same same concept. So you first want to identify what you love. And then once you get back into that love, you know, it's almost like a relationship. You get back into that love and say, okay, I love spaghetti and meatballs. How can I go about eating spaghetti and meatballs? Maybe you, you know, switch over to like Dreamfield's pasta. That's a, a you know, a lower glycemic index pasta. Or maybe you incorporate more um, water and more fiber so that you can, you know, detox a little more so that you can make room to eat a few bites of carbs here and there. So you go through all these different experiences throughout the book to really help you identify and then recapture, rekindle that love affair, so to speak, of the foods that you've loved but you thought for so long, oh, I just can't eat them. And, you know, common sense. I mean, throughout the book we talk about portion control and mm-hmm. and being sustainable and doing lots of different – I mean, it's it's written in a format that is really, I don't want to say playful, but it's real cheeky and fun. So it's it kind of draws you in and it's almost like a story. So you're going along with this little journey with me. And then you can also say, oh, my gosh, that's true. That happened to me. You know, oh, my gosh, yeah. And so it becomes kind of like your little companion. And a lot of people, the feedback that I've gotten, and I agree, I think, but when I wrote it, this is what I intended, they say it seems like Beth is across the table and we're sharing, you know, coffee and we're just talking about things, about life and how women talk about food a lot. I mean, I was at lunch today for an event after I did a speaking engagement and for an hour and 12 minutes, I, I looked at my watch, they talked about food nonstop. The one woman talked about how her kids make their own lunch, and the other girl talked about, you know, like her favorite food and why she can't eat it anymore because she feels like it's fattening, and it went on and on and on. And this happens to me regularly. Now, I don't know if it's because they know I have a book about food, which I'm sure is part of it, but generally women have this this ongoing affair with their food. I mean, I can remember sneaking into Cold Stone Ice Creamery, <laughs> getting a, a, a small 
sundae, like a little concoction that they mush, you know, they take the stuff and they mush it all in the ice cream and they lump yeah. it around. And I, someone that I knew walked in and I literally cowered and turned so that they wouldn't see me in the middle of the day eating, you know, cold stone. And that's silly because, you know, and then I just had gone to the pool earlier that day, so it's not like I didn't exercise. <laughs> so, you know, so, and, and I think when we shift our perspective and, get rid of the no, 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 and can't do this, can't do that, and go back to what do you really love? And and when you think about it, you want to think about the foods that love you back. So I could easily say movie popcorn, hot fudge sundaes, and as I earlier said, banana Laffy Taffy. You know, I could say all of those things, but then when you really think about it and be genuine to yourself and, and honest, they're not going to love you back in the ways that you need. You're not going to have the right kind of energy. Your, your energy is going to drop. You're going to have stomach cramps because it's probably not going to be healthy for you. You know, So that's why it's called a treat. It's on occasion. It's not called a daily vitamin. <laughs> so you know that it's common sense. And so when we talk throughout the book, we say, okay, you know, let's let's be realistic and let you know, are you really gonna sustain yourself on brownies or donuts? You're not gonna feel good and you're you're going to gain weight, obviously, you know. So we talk about ways to avoid the empty calories and really, you know, bring you back to understanding that there's a lot more to your dinner plate than just what's on it. You know, it's how you your whole approach to eating and, you know, how mm-hmm. you feel about it and your experiences. I I was reading some of your information, and I think one item just really leaped out at me, and that's your de- you said denial leads to obsession. Mm-hmm. I, I think the nasty is kind of like you can't get that bad boy out of your head, and then it's obsession. <laughs> it's isn't like that for chocolate. For those who like it, it's it's like you, we see it everywhere. I was having a craving yesterday for coconut in a bad mm. way, you know. And okay, so you know. Uh, I kept thinking of where I could get my get, where where could I get coconut, and you know thinking well, okay what could I put coconut in? <laughs> right right what can I mix it with? Well my no bake brownies in my book you could sprinkle it on there and it'd be perfect. And, or you and could mingle you it throughout. Your, right and then you get taken care of you know you get your mm-hmm. obviously there's something in coconut that was that was uh, really I was having a bad craving for. I wound up not getting not getting any coconut but that's yeah. It's just that kind of thing. <laughs> and you like, want like a pina colada or something, and maybe it, maybe there was an aroma of like suntan lotion or something, and it reminded you of the islands, and then that brought you, you know, that could be this whole spiral. Well, throughout the book, in one of the chapters, I talk about um, how chocolate really is necessary. I mean, not necessary for your for sort of like water, but it's something that I recommend one of the weeks you have one ounce every day. And that is to get you, first of all, there's a lot of antioxidants in pure chocolate, which isn't going to be super, super, super sweet. It's going to be more like a dark cacao, you know. And so that will then get you to a place where you say, okay, at 3 o'clock I get that one little square, you know. Mm -hmm. And some people say, well, I can't stop. I'm like, well, that's the only restriction I'm going to tell you. You have to follow some of the advice, you know, and and some of it is is learning that if you have this beautiful, colorful dinner and you make sure you're eating every three hours, even if it's just like a small handful of almonds, then you're not going to overeat later and that one square is going to be all you need. You know, for dinner, I had a beautiful dinner tonight. I don't feel like I would even be able to eat sweets, even if I wanted to. I I wouldn't fit it in, (laughs) 
You know, and so I think right. if we eat at a regular, you know what I mean, like regularly, I think mm-hmm. we avoid that overeating pitfall. And there's examples and suggestions on how we can avoid that. So do you, you're saying follow the obsession, but do it in a smart way. Yeah, yeah, like common sense. You're not going to eat a whole cake, but right. eat a small <laughs> sliver. And and necessarily, I don't think necessarily you should eat desserts every night. I really don't think it's necessary because that gets into, a, you know, unless you're out training for marathons. I mean, I was running marathons, and even then I gained weight because I was eating way too much pasta back then. So I've learned that if you do smaller portions and eat more often, you know, like three meals and snacks in between, like healthy snacks, you won't you won't eat a huge portion for dinner. Because you think about it, if you do a high five with somebody and make a fist, mm-hmm. right, you raise your hand up, two of your hands or fists clenched are approximately the size of your stomach. So you figure one big salad, because if you chopped it up really fine, it would be about your hand, maybe a little more, and then a protein and maybe a light carb of some sort. So you want to, you wanna, and then it digests, so then you figure about three hours later you're going to want something else. So you might say, okay, let's slice up some apples and a couple slices of cheese, like a couple little chunks of cheese. You know, so you and you always want to try to have some sort of fiber, uh, good fat, and if you can, a protein every time you eat. So there's good fat in nuts and protein, and there's fiber in say an apple. So you start kind of looking, and I give example lists so that you can get like a little nudge, but they're not recommended like you have to eat this, you know, because some people may have a nut allergy. So, But there's enough suggestions and tips in there. So you say, oh, okay, there's one that I like. There's two, okay, five. Okay, we got a good handful. And then you rotate them. And then you start catching on and say, okay, I can figure this out, <laughs> you know. But I think it's just that, that motivation and that camaraderie that you know it's like, like I have a group of women that are doing this reading, going through the book as a group, and that camaraderie that knowing other women really do eat this way and this isn't some crazy fad diet that's going to go out the window in a week. I think once people start realizing that this can be a lifestyle that just shifts you just a little bit to the to the side that you should be, then because unless you're getting ready to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated or you know or model, <laughs> I don't wish. think a couple <laughs> inches of extra skin is going to kill anybody. You know what I mean? Like I think, mm-hmm. especially after you give birth, you have to be realistic. Unless you know if your if your career is your figure and your you you in a bikini, then you know you may tighten up the reins just a little bit on my book because you're not going to deprive yourself on my book and you will have you know, a serving of this or a scoop of that, and you're going to try things. But this book is designed for real moms who, again, you know, are are in a situation where they're going to be in situations, going to be in situations where they're going to be around food, they're serving food. So we have to live through the through our – you have to live through your life. You can't be a, a observer on the sideline. You know, you have to participate. <laughs> And so I say, if you can't beat them, join them, and let's eat healthy and, and enjoy the salad and gorgeous, you know, beef tenderloin sliced on top or whatever it is. So we're we're I talking beef about... a lot. It's evidently I'm craving <laughs> meat right now. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, I, so we're talking about realistic expectations because mm-hmm. uh, I used to used to work at a fitness center, women's only fitness center, and uh I would talk to the women before because I was, you know, one of the top people because I, I was losing weight at the time too. So they wanted to know how mm-hmm. I did it, you know. Yeah. 
They said, well, first of all, what are your expectations? Mm-hmm. And they said, well, I want to get back. You know, here they are, 30-something years old, and they're telling me they want to get back to what they were in high school. And I said, well, in that case, mm-hmm. you're not, it's not going to happen. Right. It's, uh, it's an unrealistic expectation. It says, uh, yeah. if you need, what you need to do is get to a healthy point at, for your age and for, for your lifestyle, not what you were doing in high school. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, and, and and I think you're right. I mean, you've hit the nail on the head. That's that's the healthy way to go about it. And I think once women, uh, we were talking about this today as well, and, you know, uh, I said to the girls, I said, you know, when I was a young little girl, a four-year-old, I had my, lots of pictures when I was four for some reason, and my my leg was shaped really tiny, tiny ankle, and then my leg progressively got a teeny bit bigger, and then at my thighs, they got wider, kind of like Dorothy Hamill size. You know, I was a figure skater my whole life. But the point being is that is the physical shape of my leg since I was a little tiny girl. So why in God's name would I suddenly think that I'm going to have these long, skinny legs when that is not what I was given? <laughs> right, right. It's impossible. Right. You know, so, and I think once people, like, get to that realization that they can really be the best that they physically can be in their um, biology, they're going to be a lot happier. And stop comparing to other women. Women do that all the time, though. I mean, it's kind of hard not to. You know, uh, I've always had large hips, and as I said, I was born with large hips. I'm never going to have skinny little hips, so... Yeah, it's real unrealistic for me to to look at the model and say I want to look like her. Well, it's just never that's never going to happen. So yeah, <laughs> so well, you got to be happy true. in your own. You have to be happy in your own skin. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is, and it's sometimes people have a really difficult time with this, and that's why I thought you know something. This is a book that needs to be written, and you know my my hope and you know prayer of this is that enough people you know read it. And they understand that it's a book that needs to be shared and, you know, shout from the rooftops that, you know, hey, it's okay, you know, to eat. And really, truly, you know, follow what it has to say because I think women need this, um, I don't want to say hall pass, but they need this reassurance that it's really okay to you know, enjoy food, and there's nothing wrong with it as long as you can find a way. And you got to put a little effort in. I mean, you got to, right. you, know, you need to read through it and kind of figure out what exactly it is that you should be eating, and so on and so forth. But I think, you know, in the long run, women are going to be a lot happier, and I think they're going to, you know, they're going to be better mothers for it. And I'm talking about the mothers from that perspective because I'm a mom again. But women right. in general, I mean, I think, I think if you you know, think about when you're on a detox or a diet. Like this girl said to me today, oh, I'm on a detox. And I'm like, oh, poor you. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> it really, I get the idea of the concept of a detox. But, yeah. you know, it's like unless you're working with a nutritionist who is, like, specifically guide, guarding, guiding you through it, it's really difficult to, I mean, they say clean out my system. Well, I I, I'm not 100% sold on that. I don't know. I mean, my nutritionist will put me on a detox, but they're very specific and, you know, unless you really know what you're doing, it's I always say be careful, you know, unless you're yeah. under the guidance of someone who professionally knows what they're doing. I And I wouldn't even recommend them because I'm not an RD. So I work, through, I work with a registered dietitian, and she wrote the forward to my book, and she's like my consultant. So, so that's, you know, that's kind of my take on that. But I think generally women, we love to eat, so why should we start, 
you know, denying ourselves and being miserable every single day. I mean, life is rough enough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I, I liked your, your quote here. That it said, controlled indulgence, on the other hand, mm-hmm. leads to freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that's, that. That's yeah. a cool phrase you got there. So that's... Uh, Thank you. Well, because yeah. then, because you you can have a mini cupcake, mm-hmm. and and then you can be happy, or you can sit there and feel really bad for yourself and look at your, you know, five year old self reflecting back at you and remember that sweet little girl. You're going to say no to her, <laughs> you know. Just take a bite for God's sakes. You know, order it and cut it in half right when you get it. You know, <laughs> just just do, you know. So so that's just my opinion. I think a little bit goes a long way. So that's my opinion. Yes, you have a couple other phrases in here that I thought maybe you want to explain. Uh, it says, tame your cravings, dragon. Mm-hmm. So taming your cravings, dragon, simply means that you want to you wanna control your cravings. And we talked about it briefly earlier, that if you don't um, deny yourself from early morning on and throughout the mid-morning and into the early afternoon, suddenly you will you will you won't crave later because you aren't being deficient from. So if you eat a healthy fat of some sort, um, even a little pat of real organic butter is fine with your eggs in the morning. Just a little tiny, you know, like a sliver, just to give your body that good fat. So if you have good fat, you know, if you feel satiated, and then you've got that fiber to fill you up, right, like, you know, yeah. fruit or nuts, seeds, and then a, um, salt, fat, let's see, and protein. So you have a little bit of protein. So when you continually eat that way, then you digest it and you start over. So you feel satisfied. So you never will have, and cravings are going to hit us all. So what I say first is drink some water, maybe with lemon in it, wait about 20 minutes, and if you really have that craving, have just a bite. And if it's just like, oh, my God, because sometimes I'll just unknowingly, like the other day I got this, this um, it was like about a cup-sized serving someone put in a goodie bag, a party we went to of caramel corn, and I love caramel corn. So I opened up and I ate one. I'm like, oh, that was good, and I grabbed the other one. And I went and sat down next to my son. Next thing I know, I looked down, the whole bag is gone. Yeah. It was only a cup, you know, it was like a small. But I was like, how in the world did I eat that whole thing? So sometimes we just not knowingly just continue to eat and eat and eat and we aren't focusing. And I broke my own rule. I should have sat down at the table like a human being rather than on the couch like a, you know, lazy bum. And so I realized that that's, we all make that mistake. But the good news is tomorrow's another day and you get to start all over. You get a fresh sheet of paper and you start <laughs> all over. And that's the good news about dieting and exercise and anything. You're lucky because you get to start over every single day if you want. <laughs> you know, it's not like they hold it against you. Well, five days ago you ate a banana split. So what? Today's Monday, you know. So, so I always feel like you've got to keep trying. you got to stick with it, you know. So don't beat yourself up then. Yeah, exactly. So that's, I say just, but get back up on the horse. Don't sit there on the ground crying. You know, no. poor me. Just keep going. Like right now, I'm having a really rough time. I've got my thyroid is all goofy from just travel and stress, so my my hormones are kind of out of whack right now. And I'm like, oh, poor me. And I'm like, oh, stop it. You know, slap, <laughs> slap. You know, was it? Um, snap out of it, and you slap yourself in the face. You know, and then you get back on get back on track. You know, and I think that's a huge piece is just getting back on the horse. You know. Mm-hmm. So. Having having fallen off a horse once, I, I understand that. 
<laughs> way, yeah, way back so. when I was young. So you, you have to get back yeah. on that horse, otherwise you're scared of it the rest of your life. But. Absolutely. you got to keep trying, you know. So. so just so everybody know, I know you guys are out there listening because I can see you. So <laughs> you can give us a call and ask Beth a question. And the phone number here is 714-242-5145. That's 714-242-5145. And I'm going to start asking some questions about uh, your writing process, how you got started okay. this particular book. Uh, what mm-hmm. you've written in the past, perhaps, to help you to, you know, to make this actually a big book that you, that you, or, you know, the whole entire book that you that you put together. Is this your first try at this, or you're, or you've been writing before? Tell us well, what. Well, I wrote, yeah. So I wrote a submission to Chicken Soup for the Soul, and that was really exciting. So I went through the a miniature version of the process. You know, it took a few months, and I had to submit it and editing and. And so after I went through my certification program and I was working with clients, I decided, you know, I really need to just write a book and and really because I was doing corporate wellness programs. So I thought, well, I should just kind of compile this. And so I started writing what I thought was going to be the book, which is a different title. And then I went... I, I just was like, this is, I didn't, you know, you ever don't, you don't know anything. I mean, I almost should have classes on this, but you don't really know where to go, and you ask people, no one will help you, by the way. I'm sure, I don't know if you've experienced this. You go to call someone, <laughs> they are tight-lipped, and let me tell you, a girl, I'm looking at an email from, you know, I'm sitting at my desk, and I happen to open up my email, and here's an email from a girl who asked me, how do you get, tell me what you did to get sponsorships for your book tour. I'm like, Two years of hard work and cold calling. I mean, <laughs> you yeah. know, so you're not going to, when you're working so hard on a project, you can't just give it away. So I get that. But people won't even, like, tip their hand. So you make so many mistakes, and it makes the process so long. So I cut corners, and I found a book of that I thought I could have a similar style. And anytime you see a book that says with, you know, so-and-so with, usually celebrities have a with because they don't, typically, you know, have the time to write the whole thing, yeah. So I was like, well, I don't want that because I just need, like, a good editor and someone to kind of guide me. So I found my co-author, and we became friends for a few months before we even really came up to the project. I just called her and told her I knew someone, one of her authors, and we talked and got to know her, and I told her I had some ideas, and we bounced it back and forth. And then, um, we, you know, after a few months of going back and forth with an idea, we came up. I, we pitched what we thought was a great idea to a friend of mine, uh, her agent. And mm-hmm. so she, after a couple missed attempts with other agents, it's very difficult to get an agent. And so I um, yeah. pitched it to this agent, and she's like, oh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. You know, I don't really like it, but your plan B, which was, by the way, three words. I had three words on the bottom is my plan B, real mom's eat. And she said, um, I'll work with you, but on this second choice, I said, it's only three words. She's like, but you can take your first concept and reformulate it and do this, that, this, that, this, that. And they talk really fast, and you better be taking notes because they don't like to repeat. <laughs> and my agent's like the nicest woman on the planet, but I would never call her and say, can you repeat that because they're too busy. And right. so, um, you know, and so I'm like, oh, my God. So I'm writing as fast as I can. And, of course, I did re-ask in a very polite email, you know, but um, but mine was, you know, the the idea, and then she said, but let's add real mom's love to each. I'm like, oh, my God, that's it. And so then we just, and then we knew everything just fell into place. So then we put together the proposal based on what she liked, 
because she's the agent and she knows what sells. And then once we made it to what she liked, basically the outline, it was an outline in the sample chapter, that was enough to get us a book deal. And the first attempt, we got a book deal. She got us about four or so offers, but this was the best one we took. And so basically if your agent likes it, you have a pretty darn good chance that you'll probably get a deal because she's already told you if the concept is sellable. Like right. My first concept, she goes, ah, overdone, no, this, that, yeah, blah, 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 like right away. Right. So And so whenever I see someone that I think is a good concept now, I send it to her, and I'm like a filter for her now. And I sent her a concept recently about a, a book, you know, related to a past president and their family and a, a long, cool historical thing, and she loved it. So, you know, you just kind of get a feel for what it's going to be. Like, people will come up to me and tell me about a book concept, and I can just tell in my head already I know what she would say because I've worked with her now for over, well, three years. So I know, you know what I mean? You Because I've sent yeah. her about 20 proposals, and she's only liked one or two of them. Right. So, you know, so now I'm getting a feel for what she likes. And, you know, and they know what's hip and, and current and fresh for a year and a half to two years from today. Because when I pitched my book, it was March of 2010. That's mm-hmm. when I got my deal. I got the yeah. phone call, and they said, you got the deal. So I didn't start writing it until June. Well, no, May. I started kind of formulating, because knew we already had our outline. So all we had to do was plug in our chapters and write the chapters, which we, it's all the content that I know, so it was all in my head. So I just wrote it, and my co-author edited it, and then she'd call me and say, remember that funny story you told me? Let's add that. Or let's do this, you know. We so we collaborated. It was a, a very much a right. mutual, yeah. And that's it. And then we, you know, and then the process with a publisher is pretty intense, you know, mm-hmm. because they're, you know, they're they paid you, so they kind of have the say in what the cover is going to look like, and you know, mostly everything along the way. Like they'll say you can chime in, but <laughs> we're not going to listen to you. You know, and it's not mean. <laughs> it's just that's what they do for a living. You know, here's right. some bossy little mother telling them what they think you know, the book should look like. They're like, okay, yeah, you know, so. But it's a it's a challenging undertaking, you know, especially if it's a nonfiction book, if you're not. I mean, I marketed the heck out of this book, and I've been traveling all over the country, and it's difficult to, you know, have book sales. I mean, it's not easy. People, It's a tough, mm-hmm. it's a tough thing, you know. So would I do another one? I don't know. If I tell someone to do it, I would say, do you have a huge audience that is guaranteed to buy your book? You know, there's a lot of little questions. Can you get on the Today Show? You know, those kind of things. Because if you can get on national media, your your book will have a great chance. If right. you don't get booked on national media, you probably, you're, you're going to have a really hard time selling a lot of copies, unless you're in, in part of an organization that has a huge following. Right. You know, right. and that's just, you know, every writer will tell you this, you know. But it's fun. It's a fun challenge, I'll tell you. It's been a really cool experience and neat to meet all the people, and it's been very cool. So I don't know. I mean, I think writing a book is its quite an investment in your time, and you have to really decide if it's something you want to do, especially if you have a family. You know, it takes a lot of time away from your family. Yes, that's true. That's not true. Uh, I had, by the way, just to let you know, I'm a publisher, a small publisher myself, so... Mm-hmm. I, you I know. Did, yeah, I, yeah. I, I have one book who does very well their fitness and and diet. But the thing is that I had another guy who came in and and he really was just a you know personal trainer, and he wanted to do a you know 
uh, health and fitness book, and then I I said, "Are you sure you want to do this? Because you're going to be really beaten up about this." People, yep. Uh, yep. The business itself is really vicious. Um, yeah. And there's there's a, a lot of people out there already writing books who who already have big names, and right. they they won't let you into their their club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No. So. And and that's the part I've been having uh, interesting. You know, there's reality stars that have no credentials but are just crazy and they're selling they're on the New York Times bestseller list and they have no credentials. Right. And it's just exactly. so you ha- so as an author you have to realize that a lot of times especially if it's nonfiction that they're you're you're up against very well-known, you know, celebrity doctors and people mm-hmm. that have somehow worked their way up, you know, up the ladder and even though, you know, this book could have been written by you know, other health counselors or so on and so forth. So it just depends on where the positioning is and the immediate exposure. And it takes time. You know, it's not it's a really quick process. So I feel like over time, you know, it'll eventually find its niche. And, you know, we're doing really well. We've been on, you know, Amazon's bestseller, you know, for our categories. We've been mm-hmm. in their bestseller categories for for January all since it's been out. So, you know, some months or some days it'll drop down and then other days it's like way out there. So it bounces around. It's kind of interesting depending on different media appearances and things like that. So it's kind of cool to watch. It's a cool phenom- phenomenon. Sounds to me like you're, you, know, you have your genre here. It's healthy eating. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what you've done is instead of saying you're in health, health and fitness, which is a vicious area to get into, um, you've gotten into a different genre, which is healthy eating. Mm-hmm. You think yeah, that made well, it easier? <laughs> well, yeah, no, but it's it's that's the thing. They didn't know a category to put me in because it was supposed, you know, they like the gastronomy is the category that I've been ranking on Amazon, which is so interesting. But um, no, I think you know, I just think it's one of those it's one of those experiences where or the books that you there isn't really a genre for healthy lifestyles. I mean, there is, but there really isn't. There's not really a shelf space for you know, holistic health, which is overall healthy living. So mm-hmm. there is, and there, you know, they said to me, they're like, well, we're not sure where to put this book. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, that's, that's a bit of a problem then. <laughs> yeah, so, but it's, they, that's why they added lose weight and feel fabulous. Yeah. So they, they put the, the weight loss section in there. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, then you're in with a big category, so that's a problem. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. you, several times in here, you're talking about 21 days, and I remember uh, that they asked Austin said that 20, it takes 21 days to Born cure a bad habits. habit or start a new mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where we came up with that. We just thought three weeks was a fair amount of time. So yeah, so that's that's really that's what it's all about. So that's, so how's it going so far? You start, started this in January, am I right? January 3rd, the book launched. Yeah, so I've been traveling pretty much nonstop since then. I, tomorrow morning at 6 a.m., I only have I got to get to bed soon. <laughs> um, I have to get up at 5 a.m., catch a flight to Boston tomorrow, and then I go to Boston for four days. We have two uh, book signings there, and then I come back for a day, and then I go to Denver for a couple days. And then I'm back, and I do a few Chicago events. So I've got a lot going on. And then after Easter, it slows down a little bit, which is good. So it's been going good. It's, you know, it's it's hard. It's hard being on all the time. 
but it's also <laughs> hard not to have a book deal and to be crying saying, I wish I could write a book. <laughs> you know, yeah. so I think I think you really have to be grateful and say, you know, this is a great opportunity and, you know, I'm just grateful that I have this this cool chance to, you know, make this make this mark, so to speak. So. Yes, definitely. Uh, somebody hmm. asked, whereabouts do you live? I mean, you don't have to give, obviously, your address. But... The Midwest. Yeah, I'm in the Midwest. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they're wondering, uh, this person lives in the West, so they're wondering if you're going to make it over here. Over here where? I guess apparently, I guess they're referring to California or something like that, the West Coast. I was in L.A. for four, five days. I went to San Diego. I was I was supposed to go to San Francisco, but I had my my son got really sick, so I couldn't leave. And then I was in Phoenix for five days. So that's, oh, that's it for now, yeah. So that's it for the West Coast. The, the traveling part of this tour is almost over. I think I'm going to be doing some virtual things um, for the next mm-hmm month or so and then I'm going to kind of regroup and then just start doing speaking mm-hmm. engagements so there you go that's where it's yeah. at we're selling in the back of the room yeah that's, that's always great to do that's what, that's what we're doing the back of the room but that's good that's all good stuff so yes definitely so you've you've had some really good luck and you yeah uh, have you been working with any of the um it's a diet groups that's that are around, you know, have you gotten in with them? Not yet. I haven't done anything like that. I'm sure that'll be like phase two. You know, phase two will be kind of, uh, you know, what's the next step. I think for now we just want to get the book out to as many people as possible. Um, And then from there we'll, you know, we'll just kind of see. I really don't want to say too much. I I had a lot planned out for the first three months. And Mm -hmm. even the month or two leading up to the book, we had a lot of promotions and online events and stuff but now we're at that point we're like okay you know we've done everything we can do now we have to kind of you know just kind of see where it leads and then start doing speaking engagements all around you know Uh so that's yeah so that's that's really what's going on i have been reading that that you are a columnist for several uh diet.com social moms.com yeah yeah, I usually write regular columns for them. During the tour, I've taken a little break because I'm not always home. And you know, to write an article, it takes some time, and you've got to, you know, you've got to really focus, and um, you know, you want to edit properly. So I've told all of them that I have to take a little breather, and then I'll be back on the track probably right after Easter. Get back on the writing, you know. Well, the question I had was was based on: Do you think that writing in those those uh, segments? online has built in some obviously some fans uh and, and you I know, think so I think so with. yeah I do I really do I don't know what translates into book sales I really don't because it's so hard to tell I mean everyone I've talked to like different people when they do local media it doesn't always translate into people showing up at your book signing or sales but then everyone says that when you're on like the bigger national morning shows it does Hmm. So I'm not sure what makes people purchase it, watching it an hour later, (laughs) you know, or earlier. I'm not sure how that works. But I think um, the more people see your name and your brand, the more they become familiar with with it. And then I think they will be apt to pick it up if they happen to see it. Like if they see you in it, people have come up to you and said, oh, at a book signing, oh, I saw the article, you know, la, 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 or whatever. I said, oh, yeah, that was me, you know. So it depends. It, it just—it's really 
difficult to know. And that's why you spend a lot of money on marketing and PR. And, you know, for new authors, I would say, I don't always know if it's necessary to spend all that money and do that. I think if I was going to do it over, I probably wouldn't do as much marketing because I think just cross like cross promoting with other on air or um, you know online people I think is is great for new authors. I really do. I think they don't need to spend that much money and to get it out there, you know, and partner with other blogs and such. So, that's, that's just my advice. True. I mean, it, it's different for everybody, you know. Oh yeah, definitely. I think, marketing, marketing I think having a show on each week. Yeah, I think having a show on TV each week where you pretend to be a reality star. <laughs> I think, you know, that probably sells the most books of anything. You know, it's just oh, sure. being crazy and disclosing yourself and being on The Biggest Loser and then, you know, writing a book about it. I think those types of things, you know, people are really intrigued by. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that makes them apt to say, okay, I really want to, you know, find out what they did. How did they lose it? Meanwhile, they probably are doing exactly what my book told them to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's the thing that that uh, when I was working at the fitness center, they're just like, okay, well, you know, you, you lost forty five pounds. Well, how did you do that? You right, know? right, right, right. They want to know, you know. <laughs> so, but well, I ate less and exercised more. It's kind of concept. Mm-hmm. That's exactly <laughs> what I always tell them. So, so it's, um, it's, that's that hard to just you have to stay at it, and you know, if we, we don't stay at it, then yeah, that's we we gain it back or and then some. That's mm-hmm. the way it is. Um, yeah. We are doing a book blitz with you on April mm-hmm. 10th. Mm-hmm. And I have apparently gotten hooked up with that. The speed book that is sells, my bestseller on and Amazon is, all, is also going to be connected with you. So, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll get get you online here so that way we could, we could let everybody know, hey, if you uh, buy... Beth's book, then you're going to get, you know, the print book, uh, the speed print book, how to guide, uh, the how-to guide to quick and permanent fat loss for only $2.75 for a print. So Wow, we kazowie. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So obviously the more, the more we have, the more uh, opportunities, the more uh, books you can connect to, and they're getting freebies mm-hmm. or, you know, getting for, you know, $20 book for two seventy five is awesome. So, uh, definitely connect. Those kind of connections are, are what makes it all good when it comes to marketing. So yeah, it really does, and that's the kind that I think really are worth their weight in gold. You know, is those connections with other authors and people that you know understand what your you know your product and what you have to offer and are connected in some way. And I think it's a great connection. I think it's a great uh, accompaniment. I really I want to see this. I think it's going to be good. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Everybody else has fiction books in this, this group, but I've got 46 books that I said, well, the only one that really, really would go well with yours is obviously the speed book. And again, they're, yeah. they're a bestseller. So, oh, I like that idea. Fiction. I'm glad. Thank you so much. Oh, okay. It's okay. It's how, <laughs> how it should work. Um, yeah, so. So that's one, one reason why we got that's one reason why we got connected. I said, okay, I'd like to be able to do the show with you, and obviously, and, and and be able to let people know, hey, you know, uh, the author I spoke to a week and a half ago, Matt, you can listen to that show, and then you know which book that is, because now it's going to be mm-hmm. connected with us. So that's oh, nice. That's Very why cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, so anyway, it's all good it's, stuff. Put the plug in, obviously. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good plug in. Um, so I wasn't sure were we going to take a commercial break or anything because I needed to take put my son to bed and I wasn't sure how much of the time we needed to to allocate much longer. Well, how much we, is, is your slot for? We can do twelve. We're six thirty my time. Of course, it's a lot later for you. But you know what we could do is. Yeah. I, I think that we. You know, is there anything else you want to add to that? Because I I think I already exhausted all my particular questions. I think it's great. No, I think the the biggest thing is you know just visit the site at Real Moms Love to eat.com because we do um you know every three times a week we have fresh blog posts and i have a co-author that works with me on that a writer and together we work on posts every week and then we also obviously are on twitter at real moms love l-u-v the number two eat and then on facebook as well real moms love to eat so we're out there and we're connecting and we're sharing information we've got great um, write-ups of other mom bloggers and chefs and restaurants and food tips every three times a week. So there's lots of really great content on there. So if you want to check that out and just, you know, if you enjoy the book and you like it, write a review on Amazon. We'd love it. Definitely. Now, just let everybody know on the chat down below, you'll see her her uh, web address. So that way all you need to do is click directly and it will go right to her website. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> okay. So, All right. Well, thank you. You're welcome, and I, I appreciate you coming on. And you need to get your kids to bed. I understand this. I know. Because we got. I got to get them up at five tomorrow <laughs> for the airplane I, ride. My I'm in Arizona, crazy. so it's still daylight here. Oh, so <laughs> I know. I know. My mom lives out there, and I love it. I love it. I love it. You're in the beautiful part of the country, and you're blessed. So, but thank you so much for including me. I know you're lucky. Well, thank you for including me, and I look forward to connecting with you again. And thank you to all of your listeners for for um. You know, patching in. Appreciate it. No problem. Thank you, Beth, for coming on. Have a beautiful day. See you soon. Okay, bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. That was Beth Aldrich, and she has a wonderful book, Real Moms Love to Eat. And don't we? That definitely is true. And I'm happy to have met her. And, again, we do have that book list coming on April 10th. You buy, uh, obviously you buy Real Moms Love to Eat on Amazon.com. And with the proof of purchase, you get two free ebooks. That's uh, B.K. Walker's Death Upon Me, and that's a fiction story. As well as Louise Wise, uh, Proper Charlie, also a fiction story. And those you get for free ebooks. And then you also get for $2.75 in print format and with the proof of purchase. Uh, I will send you, as the publisher of, of this B book, will send you the book for only $2.75. So you've got some you know, some freebies there and some great buys and uh, some really great things. You've got two good books that are really can help you to, uh, you know, for permanent, for permanent change in your life. So that with that, and I will be putting that on my blog. Uh, actually, I already think I already have that on my blog, so you can go go to that. Let me go ahead and give you that information. And while I'm doing that, I just wanted to let you know that, uh, yeah, actually, it's on my blog. So I'm going to give you the dress thing on the bottom there. It says all about that book, book blitz information. And I know it's, it's a couple weeks from now, but and I'll be reminding everyone on my blog and on Facebook. 
But also to let you know that tomorrow we also have another show. And this is with a fiction author. His name is Greg Kanais. Or Kaiser. Hang on, sorry. Yeah, sorry about that. Greg Kaiser. And he's got a wonderful, uh, it's a fiction story. And it's, <laughs> for those of you who like speculative fiction, are going to love it. Okay. And uh, you got that information right on. Again, if you go to, to the, go to my blog, you'll be able to see that as well. I've got that coming up. Tomorrow, or I already had it on there. I'll have to give you that information on on his uh, review. Here it is. Getting some in sync. His book is called Insight, and so I called the story uh, Getting Some Insight with Greg Kaiser. And that was on February 28th, and let me go ahead and add that for you, so that way you will be able to read all about that story. And he is going to be on tomorrow afternoon early because he is, again, back east and he didn't have any time in the evening. So we will be uh, doing an early show tomorrow from 2 o'clock. So it's 2 o'clock Arizona time, which now, right now, is 2 o'clock Pacific time. And then you add three hours for the east. So it'll be 5 o'clock Eastern time, 4 o'clock Central time. 2 o'clock Arizona time, which is where I am, and 2 o'clock Pacific time right now. Yeah. <laughs> what I just found out is like 10 hours difference right now in England compared to here. So um have got something going on for a, a new author, or not a new author by any means. Ramsey Campbell's coming to Leprechaun uh, as far as virtually. He's going to be a virtual guest, and so I had to figure out how long, uh, how much difference in time England is. So we had to figure that out. That was supposed to be 10 hours. So 10 o'clock in the morning is going to be really late for him, so I'm not sure how that's going to work. So anyway, there's that. I just wanted to let you know what's going on. We have, uh, again, Greg Kaiser tomorrow at 2 to 3 o'clock. And if you want to take a look at the blog, we've got something on almost every day. We've either got book reviews or we've got virtual book tours or we've got uh, interviews or articles uh, from Connotations Newspaper, which I'm also the managing editor for. So we've got a lot of great material that I continue to put into the blog so that way it gets uh, double duty. And then, let's see, we got something else because... Uh, a couple of virtual book tours next week. And I don't see anything as far as being on here just for next week. So with that I'm gonna I'm gonna sign out for the night and get my dinner early. And you guys have a great night. This is K Wad Radio. And this is Patty Holstrand signing out for the day.